Welcome to the Wild Soul Academy podcast. I am your host, Joy Kaya, and founder of the Wild Soul Academy. And I just want to welcome you here. This podcast is for all of you who are feeling that deeper call, that deeper knowing, and you will find that we not only have beautiful conversations here on our show, but we're also having deep activations every single time you press listen, something will open you and expand you. And we're just really being called and trusting that we all have this beautiful place on the planet right now that we need to show up and we need to show up together as one and move mightily into this new expansion of the soul. So I hope you enjoy. Hello, beautiful and wild soul. Welcome to another episode of the Wild Soul Academy podcast. This is your host, Joy Kaya. Oh, today I wanted to come in and really lean into the different practices that and approaches that I use to really just kind of hold sacred space. And I want to talk about prayer, meditation, and a bit of mindfulness in there, and the journey work. And as a seeker for as many years as I can remember, I have always felt a deep connection with the unknown right? The divine source, heaven, whatever you want to call it, the dreamland. (laughs) And I do believe that those three things, prayer, meditation, and journey work, that they connect us to that unknown source, that source that somehow we just know exists. There's something in our DNA that is imprinted in us that attaches us to it. And yes, we question it. And yes, we wonder how can there be a divine source when we see so much pain and tragedy in our world at times. And yet you will always return back to that inner knowing of some kind. You may just question whether it exists or you may absolutely know without a doubt that it exists, that something is happening there. And on a scientific level, we are energy and energy never just disappears. It just recycles into a new source of energy. So we do exist and we continue to exist, right? And when I think about honoring that part of life, I think about trusting that there is some type of greater will taking place. And I believe in a energetic blueprint, a landscape of sorts that helps us and guides us in this lifetime that just maybe we have a soul family that we recycle lifetimes with that just maybe we've agreed on some level to this life experience. Now, in the work that I've done this past year, I believe I've believed this thought for quite some time, but in the last year, what I've learned, um, I want to say like January or February of this year, I received 
that message and also receive some healing work around the soul agreeing to all of the life experiences. And I recognize the soul doesn't necessarily always agree with the contract, always agree with the blueprint of this lifetime. And therefore, we can have a fragmented soul, a detached energy that isn't fully embodied in the human form because it's checking out, right? It doesn't want to be here for some of it because some of it is hard. I think about the world that we live in right now and like recognizing that we all agreed to be here at this time. That's kind of an interesting thought, right? And I am not going to say it's black and white. There's so many shades around the the understanding and the experience and what could be true, what could be just possibility. And we just need to let it just be that, right? It's something that's not going to be tangible and we will never really know until we know. And that's going to be when our energy shifts from this life form into the next phase of energy. But I do know this, I've been visited by spirits. I've caught them on camera. I still have it somewhere in my cloud. I have worked with many people who have had the same thing happen. And there is no mistake that there is something different, right? Beyond just being human. There's something beyond that. And so today, that's not what this episode's about, but I thought it was an important foundational element. Today, we are going to talk about how we can make those connections. And so when we're making those connections, I think it's important to understand what we're connecting with. Um, However, we're all going to experience it in a different way. So I'm going to share my point of view and maybe it'll spark something in you. Maybe you will see a, a mirror reflection to what you believe to be possibly true. And we'll just go with it from there. So let's start with prayer. Now, what I love about prayer, so I was raised in a very religious household and we didn't have any TV. Um, we, uh, I never cut my hair. I <laughs> never had my ears pierced. Um, you know, had this like really interesting experience where we were very, very religious and prayer was part of every day. And we went to church, I think it was two times a week, but sometimes three times a week. We went to church quite a bit. And um, although we left that environment when I was probably about nine, I think I was nine years old, I remember, or maybe even a little bit younger, maybe eight, not that that matters, but it was such a formative time that it really made an an imprint on me to watch prayer, to also see that there is some kind of divine connection and to hear stories as a little girl, I was an, I'm an only child. So as a little girl, um, always being around adults, listening to adult conversations, I was very observant, always have been like a little sponge, just taking it all in. And I remember adults talking about having a visit from God, talking to God. And I didn't know exactly what that meant, but I definitely knew that it was true because my very first memory was of seeing a spirit and then 
knowing the moment my grandfather died, um, knowing when the phone rang that, oh, grandpa died. I remember knowing that. So I already knew that there was some kind of connection. I used to have this like female little spirit that would be in my house. And my mom would like leave to the grocery store really quick or go and meet a friend for something shortly, like just for a short period of time. And I was very young and that's what we did in the seventies, I guess. <laughs> and, um, and, and like, and feeling safe because I, I knew that she was there. So I definitely knew that there was something. So when I was old enough and when I was observing these adults talking, I became very, um, intrigued by it. And I listened and I paid attention and they really believed that they were having these conversations with God. So why I'm sharing that with you is because I fast forward to the, a, a very pivotal time in my life. And I was, I became a seeker of spirituality and I was about 19 or 20. And I decided that religion wasn't for me. And that there was more to it, that the message that I was hearing in church was not the message that I decided was my truth, that there was something more to the whole concept of the other side or to God. And so I started seeking, but I always kept with me this idea of prayer. And I found Hinduism um, after finding Course of Miracles and Marianne Williamson and, you know, Wayne Dyer. There was all these beautiful thought leaders at the time that really, you know, sat with me in such beautiful ways. But I also ended up working with a guru and learned meditation and mindfulness and breath work. And I realized that even meditation and breath work was prayer, that there was something about that, that connection, that outer body experience that you can have. And I kept prayer with me, although many of the belief systems that I studied would not necessarily call it prayer. Prayer to me is communication with the divine but it is, it doesn't have to be the structure in which we see it as society sees it today. Prayer isn't just when things fall apart. Prayer is when we ask for grace in a hard situation. Prayer is when we surrender and let go of the reins for a moment and just let things fall into place instead of us trying to control them, right? Prayer is trust. Prayer is grace. Prayer is unconditional love. And it is a, I surrender, I let go, and I allow in my life. And so that's been prayer for me. Prayer doesn't have to look a certain way. I know for some of my clients, they have altars and shrines and they pray to certain deities and, and that's really important to them. It can look that way. But after all of my years of seeking, which has been like, you know, 28 of them, I've decided that it's none of that for me. For me, prayer is putting one hand on my heart, closing my eyes and taking a deep breath in 
and thinking of the situation, the person, you know, the, the, something that's happening globally and just send love to it. And remember that I trust, ask for more grace, ask for surrender and to accept and allow, right? So that is prayer to me. It's also lighting a candle for me and putting intention into that candle or burning some sage, my white sage that I'm growing in my backyard, or maybe it's a rosemary bundle, but I'm burning some kind of herb and I'm just letting go and I'm praying, right? Now that is one option. Then we have meditation or mindfulness and we can talk about that. Now I get really excited about this topic because when I did work with my guru, you know, one of the things that I learned first off the bat was mindfulness and mindfulness and meditation are different to me. And so I think that this is where it gets a little tricky, but for the, for the case of this recording, we're going to keep it together. So the idea that we become very mindful and very aware of our breath, of how we feel, um, what we feel around us, and to just experience our full essence. That's mindfulness. That's meditation to me. And why that's important is because when we do that type of work, we tune out all of the noise. We often close our eyes when we're meditating. We don't necessarily always have to, by the way, but we close our eyes when we meditate. And when we do that, that closes off one of the senses. And when we close off that, that sense of sight, we now heighten our third eye and our third eye can open up and we can allow the third eye to come forward and experience our emotions, our feelings. And what I love about then maybe doing breath work with that is that the breath, if it's done in a certain way, can help us let go of some of the tension and the dis-ease that we feel within us. And so meditation can be a very, very powerful tool and it can make us, um, you know, one of the things I'll kind of jumping around, but one of the things I like to talk about is the moment that I realize that everything that's happening to me, all of the stress, all of the hard stuff, the pain, that it's, that I'm bigger than that. I'm bigger than my heartache. I'm bigger than the stress that really I was made big enough to withstand the journey. I've been prepared for my life experiences for lifetimes. In fact, I agreed to being born and experiencing the things that I've been experiencing, right? And by the way, I don't believe that everything is predestined, by the way. I don't. That's for another episode. <laughs> but one of the things that meditation did for me was it helped me recognize that all of the trials, the tragedy, the pain, that, and the good stuff too, right? 
but let's focus on the tragedy and the pain for a moment that it's as small as a grain of sand between my fingers because I'm a giant in comparison, right? I'm powerful. I'm soul. Yes. I'm having a earth experience and earth is hard. It's like the university, right? It's like where we learn. It's where we grow, but I'm bigger than that, but I'm, I'm I'm only able to see that and get out of my own head when I meditate. It's like zooming out and seeing everything from a larger perspective, a hawk's eye view. And that's what meditation and mindfulness does. It just lets us look at everything from a different point of view. And when we can look at it from a different point of view, then we can approach our life and the day-to-day circumstances that are happening and how they're unfolding. We can heal, right? We can find fulfillment. We can find happiness. We can learn to trust others because we're not attached to our expectations of them. We can feel freedom, right? So meditation is such a wonderful gift. It is our birthright and our breath is such a huge part of med- meditation. And I think it's um, a really important element of it. So this is just another way for us to connect again to that divine. Now I want to wrap it up with the journey work because this is where, you know, my world really took off is when I really allowed my, my soul to journey. And oftentimes I call journey work meditation So, um, I tend to interchange those words, but I decided to call it journey work in this episode just to help us separate it all. So journey work, journey work is when we allow our soul to travel to the Akashic field. The Akashic field is kind of where we go when we dream. Like, don't you ever wonder where you go when you dream? Don't you wonder where your dreams come from? Well, it's that Akashic feel. It's the, it's the unknown. It's the divine. It's, it's kind of like that beginning layer, that beginning connection. I believe it's infinite. Um, however, you know, the human mind wants to structure it. So, uh, and make sense of it and conceptualize it. So, you know, we have to allow the human mind to do that for us to have the experience. So it's always kind of interesting. So we call it the Akashic records, or we call it the Akashic field. And it is really just connecting to source or to the divine. And um, we'll keep it at that layer for today's episode. What I love about journey work is there, it's like, we get to unpack our experiences and what's been moving for us in our life. And because we are conscious when we're doing this journey work, we are able then to kind of problem solve. And what I love about journey work is that it allows me to detach from the expectations and of certain outcomes. So I'm able to just receive the lessons, the learning, the growth, um, I'm able to kind of get that high out of being human when I do my journey work. And the other thing that journey work um, is a very great, is is a great tool for is to connect with those who have crossed over, to connect with our ancestors and to connect with our soul family. 
And we call that spirit guides or angels or, you know, so we do all this work in the Akashic field. The Akashic field is also, you also have access to all experiences. So you can connect to past lives within that. I mean, as you can tell, I could probably give you a huge list of all the things we can do in the Akashic field. There's a lot. I've been doing the Akashic work. I'm, I'm going to struggle with how many years now, but probably 12 to 13 years and haven't always called it the Akashic field, by the way, uh, called it different things because what do you call it when you first learn? You're like, I don't know what this is called. And then eventually, you know, the word kind of started to buzz about and I recognize, oh, that's what I'm doing. So I now name it that, but it's only to help you understand what it is, right? I think journey work, what makes it so special is that it is something that we're still just touching upon. We're still learning how to express ourselves outside of the body. And, you know, this is kind of where astral travel can happen, right? Or lucid dreaming can be tapped into in the Akashic field when you're sleeping. So there's just like all of these different um, ways we can navigate and find ourselves in the Akashic field. But the Akashic field as a whole is kind of where our source is. It's where we all come together as one. It's that you, it's that oneness, right? That unity of soul energy where we can come together. And as we do that work, we are able, what I love about the journey work is that we are able then to come back into body and allow ourselves to be a true, a true earthed soul. We don't feel so fragmented. We can create a wholeness within us because we do the journey work, because we start to see the bigger concepts, the bigger picture. We start to heal the wounds that we're walking around with all of the time. Because when we do journey work, that big picture from meditation shows up and all of these answers and inner wisdom are discovered there. And as that discovery unfolds for us, we're able to integrate it. And then we unfold more and then we get to integrate it again. And we just grow and we evolve and we become so huge energetically. We really do. And then we're able to go into the everyday and it's like, we just float through the everyday. Doesn't mean that we're not still burdened. It does not mean that it's always easy, but what ends up happening in journey work is that we really begin to evolve and we expand in such huge ways, more so than how it would, how you would have that experience going through lessons in life. So, you know, there's a lot of different dynamics here, but I wanted to touch in and talk about all three of these approaches to connecting to source. I felt like they were really important. I felt like it was important to have an episode that talked about all three together, not just journey work. And that's the way to go. Cause that's my favorite, right? Um, not just prayer or prayers only for religious people, right? Um, no, absolutely not. And then meditation, like what is meditation? What is mindfulness? You know, there's so many different ways to define and describe all three of those 
points. And yet, I hope that you can see how they all have a place in your life. It's not about picking one. It's allowing all three to move and flow through your life, to recognize that there isn't just one answer. And I think we're getting there. I think that as we evolve um, as a human race, we're discovering that there isn't just one way. The melting pot, right? Um, You heard me talk about my different spiritual paths and that I'm a seeker. And, you know, I've called myself Hindu. I've called myself, you know, witch. I've called myself Christian, called myself a lot of things. And now I don't call myself anything at all. I don't identify with any of it, right? Because I'm all of it. Because all of it has golden threads of truth that I can connect and weave into my life. So when we talk about prayer, when we talk about meditation, when we talk about journey work, it's really just allowing that beautiful web of life to weave in your day-to-day. It's challenging yourself to find a teacher who can send you on a journey and you can do some deep soul work or get a past life regression, get a healing session, do some energetic healing, right? Um, I talked about the soul not being okay with a lifetime and what's been happening. Okay. I will tell you, there's a lot of souls that I've worked with now that we've had to can reconnect with and bring back in to be earthed because they were just like floating around up there, not wanting to be in this lifetime, not happy with this lifetime. And I, you know, it's, it's (laughs) pretty, it's pretty big. There's a big part of the population who has that experience right now, you know, And, and like, oh joy, well, how do I know? Well, that's a whole other episode, but I will tell you this, the way you know, that you are not satisfied with your life. You feel disconnected. You feel numb, right? You're avoiding the silence because the silence scares you. Yeah, right? So these are some of the things that I've been working with and I'm recognizing that this, at this point in time, we need the prayer. We need the meditation. We need the journey work. We need all the tools. And those three things are just a small fraction of all the work, right? That you can be doing. And I'm sure things like sound baths, right? Getting a massage, walking along the beach, right? taking that, that leap in your life that you've just are taking the risks and you're diving in, like doing all these things, they're all helping you, but we're all kind of, um, we're, we're kind of looking at this like refinement energy where we are getting very, very clear on what makes us happy and what's really important. And I will tell you that the word simplicity comes to me when I think about how we are redefining our world. I think we seek that. I think we seek in such um, 
such busy energy times, we seek that simplicity of life and we want to just connect with each other. We want our soul to feel fulfilled. We want to be happy and we want unity and community. We really do. I think we want that more than we want anything else, but our, sometimes our humanness doesn't know how to communicate that, right? Sometimes it comes out as frustration. All right. So, um, I want to wrap up the episode. I want to thank you for listening and I want you to sit with what does prayer mean? What does meditation mean? And what does journey work mean to you? Maybe only two of those things resonate and that's great. Maybe you're not ready to journey work yet, but maybe it's about bringing meditation and prayer back into your life. You know, maybe it's about touching in with soul, touching in with your inner knowing and asking, what do I need right now? What can I do more of right now? Because it's only going to fuel you, to prepare you for tomorrow and the next day. All right, my friends, I want to thank you again. Have a beautiful, blessed day, and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to our episode today. If it moved you and you feel the desire, please share it with a friend, share it on your social media. Let us know how you're feeling with a beautiful love note or a review. We want to thank you again for being here and we will see you next time.